0: Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Delvecchio, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez, and this is a broadcast that we do live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It's an opportunity for us to bring some some of the experience and knowledge and wisdom that we gained from facilitating pet loss groups for a very long time, in Nancy's case, more than 30 years when we were in New Jersey together. And we compiled that learning into a book called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And now we have the opportunity to talk with you and to share some stories and recommendations and thoughts. And we do encourage you to talk with us. And you can reach us by sending us an email. You can mm-hmm. reach me at kenddv@gmail.com. gmail.com. And you can reach Nancy at N Saxton Lopez. That's N S A X T O N L O P E Z at csmpc dot And if you write to us and give us a story from your experience, experience or your recommendation, whatever you want to share with us. If you do share a story, we'd like for you to just tell us: Is it okay to share here as well? Is it okay to share? with our audience here because it can be just so very helpful for people to hear what others are going through and how they're getting through their loss or how they're getting through the the preparation for a loss. So please let us know if it's okay for us to share. Of course. We also want you to know that the program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society. Dakin Humane Society is in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's a 501c3 community-supported animal welfare organization. It provides a range of services, including shelter and medical care and spay-neuter services and behavioral rehab for more than 20,000 animals and people each year. Since it opened in 1969, Dakin has become one of the most recognized nonprofit organizations in central mass and a national leader in animal welfare. And you can learn more about Dakin and make a donation at DakinHumane.org. That's D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. You can also make a donation in support of our program by clicking the link that appears in the description of our program. And I also just want to let you know that next week we won't be doing a new broadcast because I have got to have minor surgery. So I'm going to be having surgery. I'm going to be his nurse. That so. day. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Nancy will be helping me heal
1: <laughs>
0: and and we'll be back the following week. So I think that's it, Nancy. Do you want to yeah, take it away from there. You know,
1: we we've had um, some folks who over the last few weeks have written to us, but there's been a lot, so we really haven't gotten to all of the stories that uh, we'd like to share with you. So we're going to do some of them tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I really um, have found that Julie's story um, really hit home in a lot of different ways, but it had. a a very interesting positive. It was almost like Melissa with um, the rabbits, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a kind of a positive spin at the end of that. Um, So I've got Julie's email here. I'm not going to read it word for word, but, you know, we can talk about it because this has to do with with, um, multiple losses and um, some elderly losses. Um,
0: So that's the thing, right? You get these Kittens or puppies, you get them together because you want them to be friends, and then many years later, they're very elderly together, mm-hmm. and you're facing a series wow. of losses, right?
1: Well, that's what when when Rosie and Jack had their puppies, and the first <laughs> it was quite chaotic because there were five of them, but I'm like, what's going to happen and 15, and 14, 15, 16 years because they're all about the same age. Yep. So yep. the five puppies and Rosie and Jack are all about the same age. And of course, um, I had said yeah, last week that Gracie had died. So, and and the only one left now is Rocky and, and our Jackie, who mm-hmm. is going to be um, 16 in April. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hoping for the best that he will make it further um, but that that you do think about that even though you're, you're in the midst of all of this joy and fun and oh there's a lot of work but you know the house breaking and all that but you're thinking oh my god what's it going to be like so many years down the road mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Julie started she she had had multiple losses you know in her life and she but she said, which is interesting, each new loss is different and under different circumstances.
0: Sure. Yep.
1: Right? And we all know that one loss brings back all the, all the other ones. Yeah. Um, so her beloved eldest cat, um, uh, who was Des, I believe, um, uh, was 15 and uh, he became he was declining. So she had noticed some signs she lives in an area, and this is another, you know, big issue for people. She lived in an area where the veterinarians weren't close. So I'm not sure if it was somewhat rural, but it would take her 40 minutes or so, I think she said, 35 to 40 minute drive just to get to the vet. That's not the ER vet. That's just her vet.
0: You know, I've read, I just saw an article today that there is a lack of veterinarian veterinarians. Oh yes, the there is a lack
1: of veterinarians and veterinary techs. Yeah, yeah, and which is what they go through, and we ha- we can have a whole you know program on that because uh, when I worked at Blue Pearl, you know I saw it. I mean, I and I have mm-hmm. a veterinarian now that I work with, and 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 you see what they what they go through. So um, she had known some signs, um, and there was going to be a snowstorm. So she didn't really want to take. She was scared about COVID. She was scared about the snowstorm. Should mm-hmm. I should I take him? Um, mm-hmm. But um, she did get there, um, and she said she had to wait. Right. So it was all the because now at that time veterinarians were not letting people in. Yeah they were coming to the curb taking taking the pet and going in and then you didn't know what was going on and it could be quite a wait right yeah um she, and so she was stressed with that um she thought uh her cat had congestive heart failure because his breathing was labored um and she spoke with the vet on Friday and the office was still closed okay so this was around a snowstorm um and so they said, "Well, maybe you, you should go to the ER." All right. Um, so the ER was 40 minutes away. So maybe I'm getting this a little. But that was 40 minutes away, and the weather was still not not great. So she waited a few days, and and then went to her. No, I'm sorry. She went to her normal office, and that was only five minutes away. Um, but he, the cat he he wasn't he wasn't able to eat, sleep or eat well. Mm -hmm. Um, he was eating very little. He had an okay morning on that Saturday. Um, and she had this feeling that he was taking one last look as he came out of the, into the living room. For some reason, that was her feeling. Um, so she did go to the ER. She had to wait a little while, uh, you know, because that's an ER. So that would be a wait. And he was diagnosed with severe congestive heart failure. Um, So, no, she went to a vet, her vets. Then she went and she, he was at that point diagnosed with severe congestive heart failure. And then the option was to take him to an ER for treatment in an oxygen tent over the weekend yeah. or to euthanize. Yeah. And she said, I would do anything for this cat. He was a cat that I got with my husband who passed away in 2013.
0: In 2013. And and that's
1: a real connection for people. You know, we we had that in the group a lot, Mm -hmm. which was so painful to let go of that animal that was that was special to their spouse.
0: Sure, it's, it symbolizes the relationship with the spouse, right? I mean, it carries yeah. that carries that memory in a ritual sort of way, and and the cat and you knew that time together, that yeah. time when her husband was part of the family. It's a very powerful thing,
1: um, and it also brings back, of course, with the loss, the loss. it yeah. brings back that loss pretty significantly, yep. right? Yep. Um, uh, but she didn't want us to suffer or stress further. Um, and she had, she looked back at her decision she had to make with her husband, right? So now she's having to make decisions with her cat. Um, and so she decided, she decided to, to euthanize him. Um, and she had two other cats that had died, but this was the first time she was, she had to euthanize.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so it, and this was interesting. this is what i I talked about with you beforehand. um, I had told when Molly died last May, um we told Jack, he's he was the last pug, he said, You can't die this year, right?, I mean, we yeah. about that. Yeah.
0: just and like that, I told Abigail, we you need to right. you need to agree that you're gonna live two more well, years at least. <laughs>
1: um, but what she said, it was nearly as difficult as losing my husband. And when Des started to decline, I begged him not to leave me yet, mm-hmm. right? Because that was that, that connection. Um, so she she felt guilty. She knew she had made the right decision, but that didn't mean that she didn't feel guilty. Um, had I waited too long? Of course, those questions, did it too soon? Should I have done more, et cetera? And she wanted more time with him. And of course, we all want more time. hmm our well, animals yeah. that die. Um, so she but she was interesting and, and she took all of that feeling and, and she wanted a way to help herself start on a path towards peace, especially with the guilt over her decision. And then she got to us right she, she found our podcast. Um, and she said Des was extremely special to me and I wanted to do the best thing for him. I will continue to process this for however long it takes, but I feel some peace now. When my husband was ill, I often had to make very tough decisions under duress. And as I listened to your podcast, I remember those situations. So she has been able to collect, it sounds like, all of these grieving feelings, but channeling them, into trying to, to create some peace and calm in her life and not to have so much guilt. Um, and that's what we all wish for everyone that they don't have all that
0: guilt. Yeah, it's like you you think it through when you can in a less emotionally charged way. And that can be very helpful that you are able to reflect on it and say, at each of the points where there was a decision to be made, I used my best judgment. I made the decision that I thought was right for, in this case, her cat. Previously, I'm sure she had all kinds of treatment decisions. It sounds like she was the she was the point person for her husband's treatment, I, I would assume, after he was no longer able to make those decisions for himself. And there comes at at first there's all kinds of emotional distress about that certainly when it's happening you're not 100% sure you're doing the right, right thing right
1: of course you're very anxious and nervous right. about making those decisions
0: but in hindsight if you're able to give a little bit of emo- get a little bit of emotional distance from it you can look at it with some perspective and realize that you you did all the things that were the most reasonable Given the circumstance, and it sounds like she's in that kind of a place where she can do. Now that comes and goes, right? I mean, the, yes, that kind of clarity come. of vision comes mm-hmm. and goes as we move through the grieving that we're experiencing. But it's Although good that I, she's I, able to put it put it down this way. She's able right, to write it, which, yeah. which I
1: thought she was. She's a very thoughtful woman. You know, yeah. I got that from the email. Um, and so, and she lost three cats now and her husband and yeah. so it appears that she's alone and so she took she's taking this time to kind of reflect um, and yes i mean i'm sure that she still has those difficult those difficult moments um because this came in i don't remember when it came in but c- came in a few weeks ago i believe maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a month ago. Yeah. so um but we want to thank julie for, for yes
0: her. yeah Yeah, insight
1: into her grieving for not just Des, but for her other cats and her husband. Yeah, we all, you know, not in a, not close together, but you know, kind of in a, in a row.
0: Yeah, we we heard from a, a listener who said that she and her family make a habit of adopting elderly pets.
1: Mm-hmm. Elderly
0: pets from who are in shelter, and we may hear from her. Actually, she may come and talk with us on the on this program. But I find that very, very interesting. And and I often wonder when I see that an elderly pet is 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 needing to be adopted. I wonder how how that goes. And it it seems like there are certain people who have a special a special so openness. In yeah. their hearts for for elderly pets.
1: Do you do you know about Monkey's House in New Jersey? Mm-mm. Monkey's House, no. um, Monkey's House, and it's down Central Jersey towards the shore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think CNN did something on on this on uh, Monkey's House some time ago. It was a couple that had, I think, it was a little chihuahua, if I'm not mistaken, whose name it was Monkey. And when Monkey died. They decided that they wanted to offer hospice to dying animals, to dying. Mm-hmm. Animals. Mm-hmm. And wow. so they did. And CNN went in and they had the all the little mattresses on the floors and they had volunteers come in and they had a veterinarian that, you know, would, would come and, and and look at all the animals and and you know take care of them and treat them. And I think that that's just similar. I mean, all of them were going to die, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. these, this couple in their heart decided that this is what, what they wanted to do.
0: That's really beautiful. That's yeah. really beautiful. It, it is, I, I was thinking we might talk some about the special qualities of having an elderly pet. Mm-hmm. Because it is special, it's a gentle time. It is a gentle in, time in our lives, I think, and mm-hmm. it's very interesting. My my husband Tim, we, we our puppy is eight months old and full full of energy. Of course,
1: very on different on, than Abigail looking, and Isabel were. You know,
0: yeah, we're trying to t- teach her to, and she's make she's making great progress. She's a very sweet little dog, but she still jumps up on us. And my husband Tim said, "I can't wait until you." are a little more calm down,
1: <laughs> and then it's going to be what four years old? Yeah, maybe four, you know, years she's a ter-
0: <laughs> ter- she's a terrier, so I, I don't yeah, know. I'm not, I don't know how much hope I hold out for her to calm down a lot. But but uh, but I think of my two recently lost chihuahuas who I mean they were they were similarly bundles of energy. I mean they were they were five and a half pounds, so they didn't have as much impact. But for most of their lives, they were incredibly active and bouncing all around and you know, just wonderful spirited little animals. But in their final years, they were much more quiet, right? And and you have a different relationship with you your elderly pet. You have a much more just kind of thoughtful quiet you, you are you are in a place of of calm giving. I think yes with your, with your elderly it. pet and
1: because having you know I've got Jack who's almost sixteen and Ellie who's ten or eleven um, and Boogie who's three now 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 and Mookie who is my grand dog is mm-hmm. only one so mm-hmm. it's so different mm-hmm. having a three year old with a, a, a ten and a almost sixteen year old mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it, it's you're right. It's softer with the old. Yeah.
0: Well, and, you were mentioning. You were just mentioning a few minutes yeah. ago that you pick up Jack and he's frail. He's, and he's
1: frail. He's he, just he, a you little. You put him bad. down,
0: and you have to put him down really carefully because yeah. he's not always ready he to always support himself. Up,
1: right, he could fall. Yeah. And he's he's got one whole eye that's a cataract, you know, and mm-hmm. I love him, and we and he's so. He's so easy in some ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, puppies are are hard.
0: Mm, mm, Yes, they are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But... Although, although the elderly can't be hard in their, in their illness, if they have an illness and the vet and the treatments and all that, but they're sweet and they just want to be with you and they sleep a lot and they just cuddle, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's a whole different thing with Boogie. I've got to spend at least half an hour at morning and night playing with him. Right. Right, Right. He's got tons of energy. Um, um, in fact, I took him on a, a six six thousand step walk the other day. Came in and he did zoomies around the house.
0: <laughs>
1: so it's a whole different thing. But you're so right.
0: It, but it, it is. It's it's a time. The way that I look at it, there's a there's a richness to it that, even though there may be a lot of work, in caring for them, because yeah. you know as we've heard and we've experienced, sometimes they become incontinent. Sometimes mm-hmm. they need all kinds of medications that are given in a variety of ways. Sometimes they're given orally, sometimes they're given by injection, sometimes they're given by suppository. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you need to often care for them. But in all that, there's also, when you're caring for them, there's a kind of closeness. Now, I remember Isabel, you know, I have to give Isabel five different medications morning and evening. And Two of them were given by syringe into her mouth so that she would make we'd make sure she swallowed them and then and then others were given kind of crushed into her food. And but I remember it was always an opportunity to pick her up and talk to her and give her yeah, a snuggle her. and you know, kiss her and let her know that I loved her, that I love her. And you know, that's that's there's something very beautiful about yeah. that kind of intimacy too. That's right. That that so every life stage has it's it's, has its beautiful mm-hmm. elements yeah, and it's 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 just something you know that and and it, and I always think too and, and this person who we heard from said that she has she has young children i believe person who said that they adopt older pets and it, it's very interesting to me to have it's it's something to have an older pet with children because it teaches them in a okay. very direct way about where what happens in our life cycles. Right. And also and, they
1: have to they have to react to that elderly pet yeah. differently than a puppy or or a younger dog. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right because they have to be very careful careful and gentle.
1: And, right. Right.
0: And and they learn about the fact that we eventually decline yeah. and that we're all going to die and that they're they're able to be part of that in a way that can be really, it can be a great learning experience. It can be something that teaches them about that, uh, that aspect of living in a way that is not going to be terrifying or distant, you know? So all of this, you know, it always comes back to for me how vitally important and useful and, and significant it is to have pets in our life, no matter where they are oh, in the yeah. life cycle.
1: Well, I look at it every day, right? The whole life cycle. I look at it every day as uh, all the stuff that's in my head for different things that are going on in my life and people around me. Um, and then Jack's just laying there on, on on the couch, and he's just happy, and he's kind <laughs> of go take a nap, right? Uh-huh. So I mean, it's, he's he's they're all in the moment yeah they all in the moment, yeah
0: comfortable, you know, like, not worried, worried about right. anything,
1: and I'm You're like taking
0: oh, it as it comes,
1: you know I'm thinking we're thinking about the war now and, and yeah. the invasion in and, and ukraine and and I'm looking at the dogs and I'm like, yeah hmm. <laughs> they' He's just, thinking
0: about dinner,
1: <laughs> but that's helpful for us because yeah. then we have to slow up, right yeah, We have to just be with them,
0: yeah Right, <laughs> and and when you do give them, so so Hildy, my puppy has has a, has an ear that has yeast and bacteria in it, and so the other ear is fairly clean, but we're treating that one too. And it, you know, she, I have to hold her and stick my finger here with a Kleenex and dig this gunk out, and it's really. Poignant, how trusting she is about that. That's it's right. Just so That's trusting. Right. She's like she's like just being pretty quiet about it, and you know, and then I have to put this squirt this thing, in her ear and mash her ear around, and it's very moving that there's so much trust there, and it's yeah. just, it's a it's such well, a it's, it's simple it's kind of love, you know.
1: It's simple, but it's also for us scary in some ways. We are responsible. Mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. they, we can pick them up. We carry them around. I mean, mostly mm-hmm. sometimes you can't pick them up, but they're big, but you know, they depend on us to feed them. They depend on us to get their exercise. They depend. And it's, it's almost like you could start to think, wow, you know, this, these lives are in my hand.
0: And they a hundred percent are 100%. Yeah. and, and such a gift that is. And, and so here you have, when we're talking about Julie's, mm-hmm situation here. She, you know, she's dealing with everything as it comes up and yeah. it was complicated and it was further complicated by COVID, by yep. the, the Where she went, availability. Yeah. How, yeah. how there wasn't a lot of accessibility for her vet. And then you, she has to deal with the, with the, uh, the getting to the emergency vet and, you know, I was in that situation as well, where it's like, do you want to go to the emergency bed and do the, the oxygen tent? And we're not sure if that's going to really keep them going for any length of time. And they're going to be all alone in an oxygen tent because COVID is happening. You can't even go, you know, see them. (laughs) And it's it's so complicated. And, and, and she made the decision that she knew was, and and boy, it sounds like it was the right decision. I mean, it sounds like it was very, very complicated, and you're right. It's all about this this level of responsibility mm-hmm. we take, and, and that's
1: when the, the the guilt comes in, right? Because we're always wondering if we did the right thing.
0: Yeah, even yeah. if
1: we know we did the right thing, you, we, we still uh, think about maybe it wasn't the right
0: thing. Right, right. And did you know for, for 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 her, she went to the to the vet. The vet said go to the emergency that. And she went to the emergency vet. For us, most recently with our Abigail, we went to our vet. They said maybe go to the emergency vet, but first let's ta- let me talk to them and ask: Do they have a tent? Do they have an oxygen tent available? Yes, they do. But they want us to pump her full of Lasik, and then they they gave her the Lasik, and then as we're walking out the door, she's dying. Yeah. And so we brought her back in. I mean, it's these situations can be They're so complicated, complicated, and it's just it's and then, very uh, hard
1: you're all you know emotionally distraught right yeah. at yeah. that time you were so not yourself in a, in a way that is clear or, you know or strategic you're just you you you're trying to make a, a decision and you and you're not sure you're you're making the right decision
0: yeah and, and you never you're never 100% no no <laughs> i mean that's one of the things about this that's you know because we we just want things to be different, right? We want things. To we be want
1: different. them to be help, healthy and come home.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very nice to see. We have a comment from Renee who's saying, "Hi, nice to catch you live. I'm on Chapter 22 of your podcast. It's helped me so greatly. Nice to have you with us, Renee as well. Yes, Glad thank you're you, Renee. you're here with us. And it's so no- nice to know that this is helpful for people. And we we are very appreciative to, of your comments because. It's uh,
1: well. This it's is hard. Our, it's this hard is stuff hard. that
0: we're talking about, and we know that it's hard for you as well.
1: We're um, it's our labor of love, man. This is what we love to do. We love to help <laughs> people through their their grief. You know, of a very very important relationship. It's the relationship you grief. Yep. And yep. a lot of people don't get that. People that don't have animals, they just don't get that. And so who this, are
0: those people, Nancy? I want to know no <laughs> you
1: know, They're a third <laughs> of the population But, <laughs> but um, that's why you know it's important. We felt it was important to do this podcast, right? Write the book yep. and, and do the podcast. Yeah. Um, so you know but to I guess we almost have to
0: we need to that. wrap
1: up. Yeah. But you know we want to you, we love all of our animals at all stages of their life. Yep. And, and it's like a child right the child you know is born and they're newborn and then they're toddlers and then they're latency mm-hmm. age and then they're adolescents. and then all of a sudden they're gone They've, yeah. they're adults right and you have they're
0: to, adults and wow. we everything now that never happens with a with with a
1: pet no yeah. no we have we they're always with us right yeah they're but always with the us it's the same thing that you have the challenges in, in yeah. some ways developmental in each, challenges in, yeah in each
0: yeah so mm-hmm. always great talking with you. We will be back two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Nancy's going to help me in my post-surgery. That's right.
1: <laughs> it's going to be, I need to do that. You know, yeah. you really need time do that.
0: I got that hernia fixed. It's really time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, take care, uh, everyone.
0: Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks.